1: The Great Shakespearean Bird Release, Central Park. It's a bright and sunny day. Eugene Nedley stands at a podium. Workers are nearby, tending to crates containing all the surviving birds mentioned in Shakespeare. His friends and fellow Four Elementals, Marianne Blood and Angus Troop stand nearby. There's a small crowd, more than you'd think. There's also a heavy police presence after the various failed and one successful assassination attempt.
2: And thus, one could say, this day is for the birds. Not for the birds in the meaning of worthless, rather worth-full. Uh, our mission is to make the natural world more interesting. Toss some lemurs in there, put a deer on that, hippo that potamus up. And so, it's with great joy that I release all the birds mentioned in Shakespeare into Central Park. You can see the list in your programs, uh, Please note that those that are crossed out gave up their mortal coil before today. A moment of silence. Well, I, I just got here. What's happening? We're having a moment of silence. Oh, 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 oh! how's it going? Good. Really meaningful. Are you selling mashed potatoes? What? No, I'm trying uh, to... Oh, is this because someone said that they were mashed potatoes here? Uh, sir, please, we're right in the middle of it. I the-
0: have some potatoes. Are they mashed? They can be.
2: M-
3: maybe we could
0: mash them together. I'd like that. Oh,
2: you! <laughs> oh. Mm. Huh. So
3: that's oh, the moment of
2: silence. I'm sure that was
3: led us away to the priest.
0: Oh, you've made me so happy.
2: Yep. And so, anyway, the the birds. Uh, let's um let's bring it around. See? Uh, bring it all back up here to me. And and Shakespeare, the fellow we want to celebrate. Oh, he he wrote all those plays and sonnets. And according to some sources, the menu for Pickworm's Alehouse, the description of the mutton. Oh, very Shakespearean, <laughs> Shakespeareish. Yeah, Shakespeare created a real explosion of words. A theatrical explosion. Not a real explosion like the one that killed Tommy Wilcox's father at the Battle of Wilderness. (laughs) No, don't. His pieces are in a better... Uh, Let's get to the birds. So in the immortal words of Shakespeare... What do you read, my lord? Birds, birds, birds. Um... So they they were supposed to flap.
1: And in a late-cued whoosh, the birds were released. They were confused and upset, and they flew into the air and into trees and into people. It was a terrible sight. People ran in all directions as the birds collided in the air, and even an eagle carried off a small orphan. Eugene, Angus, and Marianne took cover under an oak tree as the cops worked to shoo away the birds.
2: Overall, I'd say it was a success. The starlings look really healthy.
1: A dead bird fell beside them. Not
2: that one, but the other twenty.
1: It sure happened. That's something.
2: I just wish Hiram was here. Why couldn't he have gotten stabbed to death next week? Not that that that's ideal. It'd be best if he wasn't stabbed to death until he was 80 or... I know it was a good speech. We're all emotional. I just miss him so.
4: But I must be strong. When his killer is brought to justice, then I can grieve properly. I must hold my head up high and
2: push through. Like when I got stuck in that vat of porridge. But you
4: didn't push through.
0: We fished you out of it after you'd swallowed two gallons of oats.
2: I was very Logie, and then Kellogg kicked me right out of his health spa. Apparently, I'm a contaminant.
4: What did you learn from the gangs? Only that you never bump a Bowery boy. But I will try again. Apparently, the blowhole gang has a new swanky lair somewhere. I'm sure I can suss it out.
2: Be careful, Marianne. We, we don't want some goon getting his paws all over you.
4: I'll do what I must. If need be, I'll get into the filth.
2: If it's dirt you want, I know this mud patch in the sheep's meadow I should follow
4: up. Also, there won't be a public service for Hiram. My parents do not feel it's worth coming up from Texas. Apparently, travel bores them, so... he was their only son. You know they disowned him when he chose ichthyology. He had to be a self-made scientist. They cut him off, except for his normal allowance. And paying for the brownstone... And presents, and that line of credit. But other than that, he earned everything for himself. Well, college, I sold poems to put him through. But he did it all himself. He was...
3: Excuse me, you need to clear the area. The birds are very angry. A flock of sparrows have
2: formed the shape of a fist. They're going around punching people. Oh, they do that when they're happy.
3: I don't think that's... Oh, no. They're headed this way. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Save yourselves! Run! They're tiny bodies, holding oh. oh, one little giant fist. <coughs> it
1: and as the police officer was beaten by an avian fist block, our heroes split up. Marianne, before a return trip to the gangs of New York, stopped by the funeral parlor to see her brother one last time.
4: You will not have died in vain, brother. I'll make sure of it. Lubbins will be proven a criminal. All of big whale oil will be. She turns and sees a man
1: watching from the doorway. Who are you?
4: A Blubberton spy? A, a blowhole goon? Announce yourself. Just a local pervert. I get my jollies watching dames
3: talk to stiffs. Now I'm the stiff. <laughs> Boy, yo-yoing. Ta-ta. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's I good. That's really hate
4: this city. <sighs> Goodbye, Hiram. The Mistress of Fire will burn bright enough for the both of us. I will fulfill your dream. I will see Lubbins burnt."
1: But he was not burnt yet. In fact, the very next day, Blubberton CEO Henry B. Lovins III had a meeting with Angus and Eugene. His office was massive. The room was made of dark panel wood with various animal trophies hanging from the walls. There were also large paintings of money in various locations. Stacks of greenbacks posing in front of the pyramids or the Grand Canyon. He wanted to celebrate the great wonders of the world with his favorite thing, profit. His enormous desk was made of pure scrimshaw. Behind him was mounted the full head of a sperm whale. Lubbins, though, was a small, angry molehill of a man with only a wisp of hair on his head and cheeks that would flush red when he was angry, and his cheeks were always red. Eugene and Angus entered the office and walked toward Lubbins' desk, but before they could say anything, Lubbins jumped to his feet and charged forward at them. He held a large, dead bird in his hand. He jabbed Eugene with the avian corpse.
3: Is this your bird? My bird? Well, aren't you the bob Cop that let all those birds loose? You're welcome. saw so your mug in the paper. Also your face. Oh, the Daily
2: Star. I was one of their uh, idiots to watch. Bad headline, but hurtful words in the article, so... Win-win, I guess. Two negatives make a positive.
3: Positive nothing. I like the drawing of you better. Well, your nose is Aquiline in print, but in real life it's all... We, we need to... You need to shut it. Uh- this flapper flopped dead and knocked my noggin on my way to work. All sorts of reports of avian carnage. Do you ever get bonked by a beat geek like this one? Cormorant. A what? That was a cormorant. Mentioned in Love's Labour's Lost. (laughs) Well, my Love's Labour boot is going to get lost up your backside. And I'm extra grumpy because a pair of some such tweet-tweeters all nested up in the tree outside my window. And they tweet-tweet all day and all night. And I can't get no goddamn sleep because of all the tweet-tweet-tweeting tweet -tweet non-stop tweet-storm. Probably starlings. Well, them noisy
2: worm lovers won't stop. But they're mentioned in Shakespeare. He writes about how
3: annoying they are. And what happens when those tweet tweets have baby tweets who tweet the tweet all tweeting day, and they have the babies, and it's tweet tweet until I get a rifle and come looking for Mr. Birdlover?
2: That's a tragedy for Mr. Birdlover. I assume you mean Armand Birdlover. He owns a small dry goods store. His nuts are very salty.
3: Salty nuts! Ain't the frigging peach I'm battling about! I'm talking you and your birds! But it's good you came down here, because now I can give you a thumping without leaving the comforts of my office.
0: Hold on, Lubbins. We didn't come down here for a thumping. We came down here to accuse
1: you.
3: Accuse me? You do have a temper. What do you mean?
1: With that, he picked a whale tooth off his desk and squeezed it in his meaty mitt until it cracked in half.
3: Our friend was murdered and- Lady, I got a son who spends all his time in backdoor brothels. A wife who thinks diamonds should be thrown away after wearing. And a daughter who, well, mannish at best. You think I- You killed Hiram Blood. Don't you spout that name at me. So you admit
1: it, you didn't get along. <sighs> And with that sigh, Lubbins went over to the large sperm whale head behind his desk. He yanked on a velvet rope, which caused the whale's mouth to open, revealing
3: a door. Follow me.
1: Angus and Eugene followed Lubbins into the whale's mouth. On the other side, they stepped out onto an upper catwalk of a processing plant. They looked down in wonder and horror as modern technology quickly tore whales apart and turned them into various products. It was a brutal and amazing display of bloody efficiency. Workers stirred steaming vats of blubber. Others strained flesh or processed oil. Lubbins took a deep breath.
3: There's nothing like the smell of ambergris and boiling fat.
2: Ew.
3: I thought your processing plant was in Brooklyn? But the main whale works is, but I like to keep this little boutique processor here for high end, special batches. Mostly we focus on minka whales here. Reminds me of my beginnings as a baleen boy. When I was knee high to nothing, I'd go inside the whales and pluck the baleen. That smell sticks to your bone. Thousand times ropes A thousand times America. This is our country. This is our national pastime. I earned a nickel for every metric ton of baleen I plugged. I took that nickel and bought half a dime's worth of blubber. I flipped that blubber for a quarter. I used that quarter to buy my first dinghy. I used that dinghy to ferry prostitutes the whalers on long nights. And I used that scratch to buy my first whaling ship. And with that... You earned your fortune. No, uh, I went bankrupt. But then I married an heiress. Now I'm the number three whale man in the world. But Hiram... Hiram Blood thinks cause he tooted round the ocean. He knows best. But whale oil powers America. We light our homes, heat our houses, oil our wool, style our hair, create perfume and make margarine with it. Even these blubber bars.
1: Lubbins then unwrapped a small rectangular bar of pure blubber and took a bite.
3: Ah, pure cholesterol, and it stirs the male urethralic loin juices. But whales have faces and- A third of American jobs connect to Big Whale. If we stopped, the economy would collapse. It'd be pilgrim times all over again. They'd burn you as a witch for sure, and flog Mr. Birdie over here as the town idiot. Dr. Blood was just too short-sighted to see it. Blood is dead.
1: By this point, they'd finished walking the catwalk and entered another door. Th- this was just a regular wood one, not a fancy whale face door. And they walked into the Blubberton accounting offices.
3: Yeah, Iron died just when he would have helped me, jacking me over in the process.
1: What do you mean, help you?
3: And what does jacking me over mean? I had a court case. Iron was gonna testify.
0: On your behalf? Never!
3: Well, one hand scratches the other. Does it? Hold on. Nice!
2: Now your turn, Lefty. <laughs> okay. Now back to the
3: other. Hmm, that checks out. He was gonna save me millions. Show him, Bottleby. Yes,
2: boss.
3: Done. Okay, and, uh, here you go, boss. See? That's just a piece of paper with the word millions
2: written
0: on it.
3: But now, I'm this! What is that? A stick and two droopy cantaloupes? Unless it's cold. That doesn't prove anything! Proof is for long airs. You want a real mystery, Sherlock, and... A girl, Sherlock? What's a famous name for a lady detective? There isn't one,
2: and there never will be. Well, anyway,
3: tell me this. How does someone steal a whole live whale? What? Well, we designed a new freighter, right, to bring the whale back whole, alive. We get it up the Hudson, and bam! It's stolen! The whole 56 foot sperm whale. Here, yeah, we printed missing posters. Missing whale. He hmm.
2: doesn't look familiar. Oh, maybe I saw him on Houston buying smokes.
3: Does he smoke? He burns me up. Costs me a fortune. Right, Bartleby? A fortune, boy. Shut
2: up, you idiot. Maybe it was the boll weevil, that guy who's raiding ships.
3: No, well, that guy only goes after fishing boats and cargo ships. Whale industry bribes him monthly to leave us alone. But puh, who knows anymore, whole city's kooks. Now if you'll excuse me, I got tickets for the ballet. I love watching Gams flexing a arms. Goodbye, goodbye, I hope we never have the pleasure of meeting again. And now, exit through the gift shop. He's nice. You think we meeting is over. Goodbye now.
0: Ah! Oh, Labin's personal secretary, Ellis E. Ellison. Where did you come from?
4: Where all good personal secretaries come from? The shadows. Before that, Cleveland.
2: Now leave. Fine, Ellis E. Ellison, but this isn't the last you'll see of us. You hear that, Ellis E. Ellison? He did.
1: And with that, Eugene and Angus exited into the gift shop.
2: Ooh. You like this toting bag? I like the font, but the etching of the whale being stabbed is a a bit much.
0: Eugene, you're not buying that. This is
2: an evil corporation. This one says the thrill of the krill, and the whale has X's for eyes. Ugh, that's a terrible pun. Put that down.
0: This well-appointed gift shop is a gift trap, and we're the mice, and we're not taking the cheese. Free cheese samples?
2: And how? Mmm.
0: We suggest you remove the toothpick before Don't you- Don't
2: tell me ow! What to ow! Do! Ow! Ow! Do you
0: like it? It's whale's milk cheese. Ow! Cave aged.
2: I do enjoy caves.
0: How do you milk
2: a
1: ow.
0: whale? Ow. Ow. It's easy. You separate a calf from ow. its mother, ow. kill the calf while the mother is watching, then the mom gets so sad ow. she just leaks the milk and you scoop it up. That's terrible! Don't worry, we make sure to kill the mother afterward.
2: How is that
0: better? Who said it was better? More cheese? We're not eating any more of your murder cheese!
2: Yeah, this is definitely my last one. After this one...
0: We're not funding your terrible corporation by buying any-
1: Oh, humpback soap. That really cleans the pores and my skin has been a bit ashy. After a few more samples, Angus and Eugene left Blubberton. With only a couple of purchases.
0: I mean, it's not like we're pro-whaling, just because we... Exactly. I mean, it's just... You really can't purchase anything without supporting some sort of terrible group. American Express blew up all those orphans, and the Cowabungus Corporation is also... Sure, mm-hmm. of course. Wait. Why? No, uh, not that way. Let's avoid walking by Castle Clinton. When I was a girl, there was, um... So many burning Clowns. What? Nothing, nothing. I hope Marianne's descent into the underbelly of sin and vice yielded more answers. Let's wait for her in my greenhouse
1: this way. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Later that evening at the greenhouse, Anne just tends to her plants. Eugene has fallen asleep in a mushroom patch. She inspects a rather robust sapling she lets her hand run up and down the trunk she lets her lips brush against the branches and catches a leaf in her teeth i can taste chlorophyll
0: your burls are so Mm. (laughs) i feel that it's been so long um hello nothing nothing hello They could pave over the whole
4: Bowery for all I care. Oh, Marianne. You're late. Am I? Does my hair smell like opium? I'm not sure.
0: But I am experiencing a slight euphoric high and I want to listen to rag music.
4: And why is it an opium den? It's not very den-like. The places I've had to stoop to enter in the quest to find information. Deplorable. What did you discover? Apparently... The blowhole gang is run by a female pirate named Penny. Their lair is still a mystery, but apparently it's very snaz. Also, the dead rabbits are more Republican than you'd think, and the velvet spankers give as good as they get. I made a real faux pas, and now my face and bottom are red. There's also been a rash of missing taxidermists or something. So, there you have it. I'm a failure, and it's all... (laughs) It's hopeless and just... It's just... Hiram was... The best. I know you and he had the broken engagement. We did. We had our reasons. Right. Still, he never really recovered. Not from that or the eel bites. But they were linked, in a way. I'm not to blame for the Moray incident. Did I say you were? Yeah, kind of. I didn't mean
0: it. You also wrote that epic poem, and Judas. That was unrelated... It was about an evil woman named Mangus who broke the heart of a man who loved rivers. A common plot. Named Gyrum. A common name at the time. There was a part where you wrote. And then Angus is, oh, I meant Mangus. Sorry, haha ha. I'll change that in the galleys. If I see her, I'll stab her
4: in the alleys. Hmm, I like how I broke the fourth wall there. Very ahead of its day. I'm a very good writer, you know. Though since I've been writing openly against the Kawabungus Corporation, fewer venues are offering me reading times. But look, Angus, it's past. You and I, that's water under the bridge. We were still... We still have our cabal. The four elementals.
0: We truly were four. Indeed. And the way Hiram was with Eugene. He would take him out back to toss the old flask around like his father never would. Hiram took a shine to the boy. Where is Eugene? Asleep in the mushroom patch. Mm, aren't we all? No, just Eugene. I meant it poetically. Oh, right. But I still don't understand. What are the mushrooms? Never mind. It's just Eugene. Just him. No one else. You'll have to break Eugene's heart one of these days.
4: Unless... Unless... You and he. Ew! No, 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 no. God, no, God. Yeah, I didn't think so. Not an option. I need a rugged mountain. Not a little dimple. But I should be firmer. Maybe it would do us all some good to get kicked in the face by the mule of reality.
0: Or the zebra of truth.
4: A whole barnyard of. There goes another one of Shakespeare's birds. Rest in peace. What are we doing, Angus? This group, this whole... Why would anyone even want to murder us? Small cadre of friends, playing at heroics and discovery. We defeated that cursed mummy. Yes, the mummy. But we were younger then, naive. The real problem is out there. Children in factories or even through the windows of this greenhouse you can see it. There. There. A crippled veteran begging. Dead horses decaying in the streets. Birds attacking that old man. And what would you have us do? Act! In 1820, a rogue sperm whale attacked a whaling ship, sinking it. Hiram thought he could talk peace, wait for change. But whale oil only knows one language. Violence.
0: I'm not sure Blubberton is behind this. Oh, their lardy fingers are all over everything. Things need to change, but through gradualism. Darwin's finches didn't just transform overnight. We're scientists.
4: You're only a poet. You don't... Oh, I know. Had to crawl toward the vulgar scraps of the arts. There wasn't enough in the kitty for Hiram and me both to go to the science academy. So I sold my sonnets on the street. I wrote tin pan rondelles and villanelles to put him through his oceanography courses. I know what I've done, and I know what I am. An artist. A filthy, disgusting artist. That's not Don't wave your fake hand at me and call it a handshake. I know what you- Oh,
2: I had a bad dream.
4: Oh, Eugene, you're awake.
2: Marianne, you're here. You look lovely as a kookaburra in autumn. Also, you're both squiggly. You
0: didn't eat any of those mushrooms, did you? They're hallucinogenic.
2: Not a purple of them, space elephant. You are a space elephant, aren't you?
1: Not for a long time.
2: Who's this now?
1: Eugene eyed a daisy on the table. That's a daisy.
2: He's saying all sorts of... My mother is a what? You have besmirched me, sir. Will he be all right? It's but a twister toadstool. He'll be
0: fine once he sleeps it off. Gives you crazy dreams and explosive flatulence.
2: It was him. No, that was me. Pardon my wind.
4: Let me walk you home, Eugene. It's only down the way.
2: Really? Really? Have my manly charms finally... Ow, my tushy. Let's get you home.
1: Marianne and Eugene depart with a fart, as Angus returns to her garden of delight.
0: Where were we, my cone-bearing friend? Oh, your needles are so. Oh, oh so. Oh, oh yeah. Oh God, they're so. Oh, sharp. Piney. Oh, the. Sound.
1: Oh. oh my oh. Let's give Angus and her plants their privacy as we find Marianne dropping
2: Eugene off at the stoop of his home. You wanna come up and touch coffee? I mean have some It's
4: not going to happen, Eugene. Not ever. I know you're hallucinating, but it's best you understand.
2: I understand, but we can just have casual coffee.
4: I have an A-B rhyme scheme forming in my head. If I don't release my poetic juices, I might get gallstones. It's what killed Wordsworth.
2: We don't want that. Art is the food of art. And, oh no, oh no, oh no, emergency, bye now. Oh, don't look at my pants.
4: I never have. Now, off to work.
1: Back at the greenhouse post-coniferous coitus, and just strokes the trunk of a palm tree.
0: You've got branches in all the right places, and... (sighs) Who's there? Show yourselves, I defeated a mummy.
3: Oh, a whole mummy. Well, I hope you held on to those bandages. You're gonna need them.
0: Show yourself.
3: Ahoy, we're the Blowhole Gang. We heard you've been asking around.
4: Now we're here. But this ain't a social call. Get her! Come on, get Hell her! Go. Hey, that hand ain't a hand!
0: It's ironwood. The hardest wood used to make a prosthetic currently allowed by law.
3: Informative and annoying. Well, you're still no match for one on three. Try me! Look out for that hand! Don't let her get you, come on! You've tried me. See? Sheer numbers beat a one-armed woman. Just like the Civil War.
0: Enough now. Don't hurt her. Too much. <laughs> well, well. Dr. Troop. It looks like we caught you.
1: Green-handed.
0: <laughs> Pirate Penny. The masked leader of the Blowhole Gang.
1: Oh. My reputation proceeds.
0: I'll tear you apart.
1: Now, now, Doctor. I'd hate to resort to drastic measures.
0: Leave that daisy alone. Oh, these leaves pull off so easily. Oh, oh. One, Stop. Two, They're innocent, Flora. Three. Oh, this whole thing just coming right off. <laughs> what oh. do you want?
4: Uh, right now, just for you to sleep.
1: Chloroform her. And with that, Angus was a prisoner of the Blowhole Gang and their deadly leader, Pirate Penny. But before she left, she turned back and ripped the daisy to shreds.
4: The Landwell Murders is a Roy Gold production. It was written by Jonathan A. Goldberg with music by Matt Roy Berger. It was directed by James Oliva and mixed by Martin D. Fowler. Find the full cast list at landwillpod.com. I'll log on right after I finish my new invention drinkable pie. It's gonna be big. All the liquid you love about pie and all the drinkability of crust. Yum! Anyway, keep kvetching and call your mother for once. <sighs>
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Um, if you don't mind, actually, before, before we get married, can I sing you a special lullaby my mom sings to me? Huh. All right, here it goes. Oh, oh potatoes, you're a... Potato girl, when you grow up you'll find your young man And then he will help you pick some potatoes Potatoes, potatoes, watch your potatoes Don't let a random man grab your potatoes Once you find the man The one you will love. Then you can mash potatoes. Okay, let's get married.